Hi there, and thanks for joining us. On this week's podcast, we find out about the motorbike hearse, how you can get your smoothies and your juices delivered now, and how they've given them a decent shelf life. And forget dodgy car sales, we hear about the website that puts trust at the centre of the relationship. I'm Jonathan Healy, and this is Red Business. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast. Now, my next guest is somebody who has a pretty remarkable business. Um, One which is always going to be in demand, but his approach to it is certainly unique. Pat Noonan of RideInPeace.ie. How are you, Pat? I'm very good, Jonathan. I'm keeping well, thank you. And yourself? I'm good, thank you very much. Now, you were always into bikes, were you? I I am indeed. A bit of an enthusiast, sorry. (laughs) And how long have you had a, 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 an interest or a fascination with the motorbike? Well, ever since I was a child, really, since my back, my grandfather used to have a, a Honda 50 kept in the hallway. And it was from there, my fascination grew looking at this machine. And I mean, it was huge when I was small. It looked like a big machine. So, yeah, it kind of stuck with me, the fascination of how they worked and whatnot. And it just, the seed was planted from there. Now, you could have just ridden a normal motorbike, and I'm sure you do, um, but you, you, you decided to combine your passion with a business. And it's a business that isn't, let's say, it's not the most natural place that, that, that the mind would be drawn. When did you come up with the idea of combining a horse with the motorbike? Well, it actually stems back to a good number of years ago, a very long time ago. A good friend of mine passed away. He was a a biker lived bikes, lived, ate, slept the whole lot, um, and every day walked on bikes that kind of way. But when he passed away, sadly, um, we we have a kind of um, in the funeral we had a funeral car and there was a big entourage of bikes behind it, you know, a big cavalcade of motorcycles. But we stopped at the side of the road while they were just waiting for the bikes to actually gather fully together, and there must have been over two hundred bikes that came from all over Ireland, like. Uh, and I remember sitting there in the crowd of bikes, and I could see the hearse, and I said, you know, that's not really fitting having a horse car for someone that lives a life in motorbikes. And I said about, you know, making something different compared to traditional horses. I said, right, let's see if we can make something with a difference. Um, and then I just made made a plan from there to, to just make it happen somehow. And it, it developed over a number of years. And Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it. I've seen this on the telly, but I'm looking at a picture of it. It is half motorbike, half horse. Um, yes. and, and one wheel at the front and two wheels at the back. From an engineering point of view, before we get into the actual horse part, how hard was it to marry two very different pieces of technology? Um, well, in fairness, Chris Doran is the fellow done all the welding for me. He's a metal fabricator and he was very good at it. There was a lot of long nights and a lot of new words found out and we eventually got it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to, there. Yeah, to get it sitting right was it was a, a great achievement and uh, it sits perfectly the way it is distributed lovely in all three wheels. Which, which was nice. Now, uh, who might want this? Because the, the automatic thing would be somebody whose life was lived on a motorbike. But let's face it, there's more people who don't have a motorbike than do. So I'm presuming this is just a great way to go out in style. If if you had your time to choose it, some, might, some people might like this. Yeah, I've had a lot of inquiries. Like I say, it, it's open to everybody that just wants to have something different and, um, you know, celebrate, celebrate their life and, and leave a, a fitting memory for their family. Um, because it draw it does draw attention and like it's a wow factor for the family and it is a lovely memory a memory for for them to see their loved one you know going off in style like that. 
Um, and primarily, it does look like a bike. It, you know, it's the first thought to anybody, but I've had inquiries from people that are pre-arranging their funerals, which is something nobody wants to talk about, but it, it, it is what it is. And um, it's nice to discuss that with people and then talk with the funeral director to, to make that possible, you know? Yeah. And how, how many funerals have you done and what has the, been the reaction? Obviously, there's sad occasions, but like everything else, there's an awful lot of fun had at funerals as well as people remember happier times with the individual who's passed away. Are, are people getting a kick out of this? Well, like it, it's it's a nice way to celebrate someone's life. The only way I can describe it, I've just done one funeral there. It was the very first funeral I've done and it was a family member, uh, Michael Murphy, God rest his soul. Um, when when we got to the church, the, M- Michael's coffin was brought into the church, and the family were in the church. So I arrived while the other hearse pulled forward, um, and Ford's funeral home. They were very very professional and helpful. So I pulled in, and I was outside the church, and I didn't realize the impact it would make on the family, um, because I was busy making sure everything was set. And we took off, and we went up to the graveyard. And when we got to the graveyard, I waited for the the whole family to come around, and I stood at the back of the hearse and. I could see um, Michael's two sisters, and in fairness, they were so delighted to see the, the spectacle of it all that he deserved that um, fitting ride and style, you know? Yeah, and God rest him. It all, and it, it's, it's, it, it's a real honour to a, a biking man, uh, I think, as you described it, that, that they would have yeah. this. How often do you think you're going to get to use this, Pat? Uh, because, as I said, it is there's funerals every day. It, it's a yeah. business that will never go out of style. Um, how, how busy do you think you'll be? Um, well, there's a part of me doesn't want to be busy, but uh, the reality of life, I mean, death is part of all of us, but to celebrate someone's life is, is what I want to do. And I want to be available for anybody who wishes that or any family member that wants to, you know, make that, make that happen for their, their loved one, you know. So it's, it's, it's a very funny kind of thing to look at. Obviously, it has cost me a lot of money to make. Um, but if, if I achieve the same thing that I achieved with Michael's funeral, for everybody, the honour of doing that for someone, then I, I think that's the main thing, you know. That's fabulous. No, it really is. Um, I, 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 my mind is boggling here at the moment. If you've managed to carve up a, a motorbike and a hearse, I'm just thinking of all the other things you could attach to the front of the hearse. You could put oh, a big rig on the front of it. Is, have you any other plans for hybrids? I do. I do have a couple more plans for other little things. All right, like, but um, we we keep them at bay. If we we leave this one walk away for the moment because <laughs> I've only so much space in my workshop. <laughs> There's only so much you can do at one time. Yeah. Pat, uh, look, we wish you the best of luck. Um, I suppose, like everything else, we won't uh, wish business for you, but inevitably yeah. it will happen. Uh, the website, if people want to look it up, rideinpeace.ie. Pat Noonan, it's been a pleasure and the best of luck. Thanks for joining oh, us. Likewise. Thanks very much, Jonathan. I appreciate that. Have a good day. Red Business. All that's best about business in Cork. Right, my next guest is with a Cork company that I didn't actually know was a Cork company, but a brand I was really, really familiar with. Charlie Scanlon, Managing Director of Jump Juice Bars. How are you? I'm good, Jonathan. Thank you very much for having me on. Uh, it's great to have you. Tell me a little bit about the fact that you're a Cork company. How many Jump Juice Bars are there and where are you headquartered? Uh, at, at present, we've got 24 stores located uh, across the country um, in various uh, shopping centres and transport hubs like Dublin Airport, Houston Station, and then all the main shopping centres around the country. And uh, we're headquartered at present in uh, Formoy in Cork. Um, the business itself, I suppose, it, it started uh, in Waterford back in 2003. Um, 
and shortly after it starting, uh, myself and my wife Claire would would have been the people who started the business, co-founders. And shortly after the business starting, uh, there was a couple from Cork, uh, Denise and Connor Phelan, who owned Phelan's Pharmacies. Um, they had uh, their chain of pharmacies, and they were looking to see other ventures to get involved in. Um, and luckily, they were both from Waterford as well, and happened to be in Waterford. Uh, visiting their their sister at the time, and they came across the juice bar and made contact. With us. Okay, so what, um, so what, it was originally conceived in Waterford, but uh, eventually made its way over here. And um, juice bars are one of those things. It's like Ballygowan water. When somebody said, uh, "What you're going to do is you're going to put water in a bottle and sell it," people went, "No one's going to buy that." And then if you'd said to somebody in in the late eighties, early nineties, "I'm going to squeeze fruits, uh, stick them into a smoothie, and hand it out over the counter," they'd say, "Sure, why would anyone want that?" but they really have taken off in recent years and it's not just about health kicks anymore sure it's not it's not and look I suppose when we started this was back in 2003 it was a very different world then you know so what, when we started uh, smoothies and juices were very new and particularly in Ireland and um, so we had a bit of a job I suppose uh, starting off educating people as to what they were myself my wife Claire had finished college in Cork and we moved to Dublin um, and we saw that there weren't too many healthy options uh, when you were out and about on the go. Um, and look, we had been juicing ourselves at home and we saw a gap in the market for that type of offer. There were some other offers there at the time and I suppose they were kind of niche. They, were, uh, they weren't on the main thoroughfare. They could be expensive and they weren't always appealing, you know, from a taste perspective. Um, and we just saw there was a gap for something that could appeal to the, the health-orientated person and um, also bring in the mainstream customer um, who was um, looking for a product that wasn't going to compromise on taste. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and that's what you do and that's what you, you, you created uh, with, with Jump Juice. Uh, when you were doing it, though, you made a very key decision, which is everything is 100% fruit and vegetable there there's no additives thrown in there there's nothing in there that you wouldn't expect and, and it's all made in front of you effectively and 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 that became part of the draw to hear those machines whirring in the shopping centers well that 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 is the that is i suppose the, the point of difference um and look when you when you visit one of our units you know it's the vibrant colors it's the fruit on display it's the machines humming away in the background uh, it's, it's the whole theater that dra- draws you in um, and then ultimately we have to deliver a, a product that, that people want and people like and when they taste this that they'll you know that, that they'll talk about it um, and they'll come back for more um, so that's the experience you get I suppose when you visit a store um, the, the latest venture that we have launched obviously in, in, in relation to the, the bottled juices and smoothies uh, it's very difficult to capture that that, that essence of the brand and that experience in theatre um, but I suppose one thing that we hopefully uh, think we have captured is the product quality again um, mm. in the bottle. So th- this is jumpjuicedirect.ie, which is your new website. What are you selling? It's effectively what we're selling is a, a range of uh, bottled juices, smoothies and wellness shots online through Jump Juice Direct. Um, so what we're doing is, I suppose, targeting people that in their homes, uh, targeting offices and people that are working from home. Uh, with a range of products uh, that will meet that need uh, for uh, a healthy product. Um, and I suppose we're trying to reinforce the healthy habits for people. When it's, it's strange times, a lot of people are working from home. Um, 
But one of the challenges that people have, Charlie, is that when there's made in front of you, you know it's fresh. How can you maintain the quality that, that you've become known for if you're putting it into a bottle? The way it's done is, look, there's been a lot of advances in uh, technology and in food processing technology over the last number of years. Um, and there is a process called cold pressed. Um, so basically our juices and smoothies are pressed in a way to minimize any interaction of heat with the product. Um, so it's like effectively a, a garlic press that you'd have at home, a larger version of that. Uh, your fruit and vegetables are put into it and it's pressed and squeezed uh, to remove the juice. There's no heat applied. Okay. Um, and is there, now what about pres- preservatives or, or E-numbers or anything like that? And after that, and I suppose this has been the big game changer over the last number of years, there's a process called HPP, high pressure processing. Um, up until a few years ago, if you had juiced a fresh product like that, it would probably last for two or three days. Uh, but with high pressure processing, this is a technique where, where the bottle of juice is actually submerged underwater and a large amount of pressure is applied on the product. And that takes out all the, the nasty bits um, and leaves the, the product with its nutritional integrity intact. Um, and it also does not affect the taste of the product. So you're getting the same tasting product uh, and you're getting a good shelf life on it. Okay, so therefore you get your hands on your juices that you mightn't pick up because you're not out and about. How, how much of a challenge has the last few months been, Charlie? Because you're in retail, most retail did well, but you depend on footfall, I would imagine. And if the footfall isn't there in general, um, the juice bar suffers, whereas the supermarket doesn't. Yeah, look, that, that, that was obviously a, a big challenge. Look, we, we closed, uh, in the first lockdown, we closed all our stores on the, the 16th of March. Um, and for our business, Paddy's Day is when things start. That's when it kicks off. Um, originally, obviously, it was meant to be for two weeks, but we quickly realized it's going to be for more than two weeks. Um, and I suppose the, the initial challenge for us when that started was, look, we've got uh, 150 colleagues that work in our stores. Um, and we had a very difficult decision to make to temporarily lay the, all those people off. Um, and when you when you go through something like that, it, it focuses your mind fairly quickly um, that you need to react. Um, and I suppose that's what we did. Um, and we had to pivot and we had to figure out other streams of income so that this doesn't happen again. Um, and as you mentioned, look, the, the grocery side of retail uh, was doing very well. Um, but the traditional shopping centre and non-essential retail uh, was really, really suffering. Okay. What is the most popular of the jump juices that are out there? What's the thing you sell the most of when, when, when you have the chance? Look, there's a few ones, but look, uh, Irish people love their strawberries. Um, so look, there's there's a few strawberry smoothies there that are very, very popular. Um, in terms of juices, then you're talking about your green juices and some of the citrus juices with strawberry again that are, that are quite popular. And look, we've We've managed to incorporate some of those into the range that we have uh, for delivery through Jump Juice Direct. Okay, well, look, we wish you the best of luck with it. JumpJuiceDirect.ie is the website and people can order it on the website and it gets delivered to their house so they don't even have to go anywhere. It'll be coming straight to them. Charlie, we wish you and Claire the very best of luck in the future with it. Charlie Scanlon of Jump Juice Bars and JumpJuiceDirect.ie. Thanks for talking to us at Red Business. Thanks very much, Jonathan. The only show in town for Cork Business, Red Business. 
Now, my next guest is head of marketing at a brand that you're very familiar with because you've probably used it at some stage in the last month for a variety of different reasons. Dundeal is the company. Elaine Doyle is the Cork woman who's the head of marketing. Elaine, how are you? I'm doing really well, Jonathan. It's no coincidence that Dundeal is red and white and I'm a Cork woman, I can tell you. <laughs> well, it does help. Um, Dundeal, I mean, it really is the success story of the online marketplace in Ireland, isn't it? Because it was the original company set up uh, for people to trade themselves without a third party. Absolutely. Um, and I think actually since it's been founded, it's maintained its position and focus and trying to be all about empowering the Irish consumer to be able to do things kind of from at home and make lots of processes better. One of those processes has actually been a focus around the buying and selling of car buying. And we spend a lot of time obsessing about how to make that uh, process better. It might actually be useful to know that Dundeal is actually part of a group of Irish websites um, that includes Daft and Adverts. Um, there's over 120 people in the company and there's about 50 people working directly on Dundeal in Wexford, the southeast and Dublin. But I think you kind of, you know, you touched on something there around kind of what Dundeal stands for. And I guess our central mission is around empowering Irish consumers by removing all uncertainty when it comes to purchasing a car. And I guess the result for the business has been the development of products and services that empower the Irish consumer. So things like free basic history checks up front um, on verified cars, uh, in-depth history checks for those who want them, warranties, finance options, basically everything we can do Mm. uh, so that people can buy cars confidently on, on done deal. Okay, well, cars are a particular thing. And, uh, you know, uh, having sold a car once, um, it's a very, I don't know, I found it fraught with anxiety. Uh, the who am I meeting? Uh, are they going to rob the car, leave me in a ditch? Uh, none of this ever happens, of course, but the fear is there. Um, you now have linked up with um, Kiri's, who are one of the biggest brands in Cork. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so essentially, I guess the main thing is that they don't really is in a really interesting place at the moment, right? So, Uh, You know, they didn't have um, somebody in marketing for a while. And I think that's why maybe Dundeal has quietly emerged as Ireland's number one destination to buy and sell premium cars online. So we actually have all of Ireland's trusted car dealers online. Um, And we've become the number one touch point for Irish consumers when they're looking to buy premium cars. So we actually touch more than, let's say, 70% of all the car purchase journeys in Ireland. And obviously, this year has been a unique year with its own challenges. Um, we saw massive spikes on done deal for, um, you know, car dealer and car dealer stock this year. Um, we've always had it, but we've really seen that massive momentum. So we'd like 40% year on year growth in June. We're back to about 20% year on year growth now. Um, I suppose to put the to put like those percentages kind of don't mean anything unless you you understand the size of the beast. So to put it in perspective, right? When we scale Dundee's um, car element of the business, when, when scaled for Ireland, Dundee is comparable to Auto Trader in the UK um, from a car seller's and buyer's perspective. Um, and we have the widest selection of cars for sale in Ireland. So the vast majority of those. Um, cars are from trusted dealers. So we've about 72,000 cars on Dundeal. 
um, the vast majority of those, 51,000 of those, are from over 1,000 trusted dealerships like Curie's who offer things like warranties okay. and history. Yeah, checks. so in other words, you're, you're, you're not stabbing in the dark buying it off someone you don't know. A lot of the time you're buying it off reputable dealers. Has that changed the game? And I suppose, is, is that what people uh, might be a little bit surprised at, that it, it is becoming the, the go-to place to buy cars as opposed to the you might possibly go-to place? Exactly. It's got all of the, I suppose we've been building out um, in partnership with, you know, dealers like Aries, a really safe and trusted environment to be able to go online and purchase your, you know, start the process at least of purchasing your car and connecting with dealers. One thing that we did obviously work on was this partnership with Aries so that people could actually click and collect or have deal and deliver. And that became, I suppose, an element that we were offering um, as we were reaching to meet the demand uh, during lockdown. So what we actually found is that people are still, we're still at least shopping for cars, um, certainly around premium. And what we saw during the first lockdown was um, that kind of trusted car dealers who were online to meet that demand did really well. And so when this lockdown came around, we partnered with Curies, who really wanted to be able to meet that demand across all touch points. So Curies have always had a, show, a showroom on Dundee that you can go in and look at their stock. Now, interestingly, you can click, um, you can click and, and collect on Dundee as well. But there's a phenomenon, you know, Jonathan, that I think is, I, and I, it's not just unique to Cork, but I certainly see it as a, and I claim it as kind of a cute Cork thing, which is that. Uh, we're all really proud to say that we we turned up um, at Kiri's and got our car from Kiri's. But for whatever reason, we mightn't have mentioned Dundee's role in the process. And, you know, as a business, uh, we're, we're happy with that. It's how it should be. You okay. Know, we seek to... Yeah. In ge- in general, Elaine, did you have a good lockdown on Dundee? Because people were at home. Um, a lot of the time they could move around and they could sell things. Um, w- was it a time when you saw a lot of activity on the website? Perhaps not people closing as many deals as they'd like, but certainly a lot looking. Definitely lots and lots of inquiries. We saw actually car buyers' inquiries rose 35% year on year in June. Um, and around we're up about 18% more recently. So I think the the activity is still there. There's a lot of pent-up demand, I think, in the market. Um, Irish households, you know, we're kind of in a tale of two economies. On one side, some livelihoods have been very badly and sadly affected, and on the other, people are still working, and they have money to spend, even though they might be working remotely. So, you know, in a nutshell, the key difference, I suppose, between this recession and the last one is that this time a significant proportion of people have money to spend. I think we're investing in our home lives now more than ever and quality has become really, really important. OK. Um, yeah. And that quality on confidence is what's needed, which I suppose is what you guys have been working on. The website, it's easy enough to remember this one. I suppose done deal. You haven't changed it, late, even though even though, as I said, a lot more traffic, it's still the same old website. It's still the same thing, but I think that maybe we we do we we have a lot more um, there for customers in terms of being able to buy a car uh, with a lot of confidence now than we might have had before. Okay, well we leave it there for now. Elaine Doyle, head of marketing with Dundeal.ie. Pleasure as always. Thanks, Elaine. Thank you, Jonathan. My thanks as always to all of my guests. Don't forget every episode of Red Business is available right now on RedExtra.ie. Myra Hayes-Goff was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Red Business, Cork's exclusive business podcast.